We use our phones for everything at this point, and I am absolutely guilty of that. I look up recipes on my phone. I meal plan on my phone. I use my GPS, even though I know where I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) But did you know that you can also use your phone for some sexy me time? Don't worry. Your fantasies are safe with Dipsy. Just don't forget to use your headphones. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. And there's a growing library of fantasy series with vampires, Greek gods, and fairy smut to explore the bounds of your pleasure. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy written stories to read. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time. Explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or even heat things up with a partner. For listeners of our show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash justbreakup. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash justbreakup dipsystories.com slash just break up. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who is stuck in an emotional tailspin. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. No, we are not professionals. We are not trained in any of this. So please uh, take our advice as you see fit. We're only here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs about the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. All right, I'm going to dive into the second letter of 2024. It is from Sad Gal, whose pronouns are she, her, who is writing to us from the very bottom of Anxious Rumination Canyon. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all are clever. You always make me laugh. All right. Dear Sam and Sierra, my issue is one that centers around control or lack thereof and how you know where the lines of your own boundaries are. A little backstory for you. My partner, question mark, for reasons (laughs) that will become clear momentarily, cishet 32-year-old male and I, cishet 31-year-old female, met and fell in love my freshman year of college. The relationship was bad from the start to finish due to his very real and valid mental health struggles and my attempts to fix all his problems. Long story short, he took advantage of my empathy during that time and used his mental health as an excuse to treat me poorly, lying, cheating, gaslighting, the works. After things well and truly crashed and burned, I iced him out for over a decade despite his annual attempts to offer apologies, take, take accountability for his actions, tell me he cares about me, I'm the one that got away or rather pushed away, he corrected himself, and proved to me that he's grown as a human. I essentially refused to hear any of it. He had finally given up and planned to respect my boundaries when, plot twist, I reached out. Oh, no. I was just... (laughs) The tables have turned. (laughs) I was just coming off 
of yet another failed situationship too, actually. Yes, simultaneously, because no one wants to commit to me, so I had a roster. In addition, lots of family sicknesses and deaths that really made me think about my mortality and how fast time goes and what is really important, deepest apologies if this sends anyone else into an existential crisis. I thought about how I've never been able to get over my first love and how if he is to be believed that he's never gotten over me either. I was seeking some sort of closure to talk some things through, get some elusive answers and close that chapter for good as a surprise to absolutely no one but myself. That is not what happened. Uh, you know, I love that we, we, we're becoming more self-aware, like we can articulate our our shortcomings or, or like our pitfalls more, but we still fall into them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We like see it now and then yeah, we're yeah, just, yeah, we yeah. still, we're like, we're like oh, look great, at me walking straight back yeah. into this tiger's pit. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're back in contact and considering if we should try again, knowing that if we did it, it would be the real thing forever. We're not dating for fun. Maybe part of the problem, come to think of it. It's been about five months and things were going really well, even as I was on high alert for old patterns. He's done a lot of super intense therapy and has grown and treats me much better, genuinely. I wouldn't be still be here if I didn't believe he was a good person. Now to the crux of the issue. We recently went through a hard time where we needed to take some space. I was applying too much pressure. He was in a dark place. And my anxiety was pushing him away. We hadn't talked for 10 days when he called me out of the blue to talk about his feelings that came up when a friend of his told him she saw his most recent ex, which ended right before I reached out. It threw him into a tailspin and he's been down about it for like a week now. He claims it has nothing to do with her and not being over her, but more to do with him and how he feels she took advantage of him after he tried to give that relationship his all. He knows I hate talking about his exes and I tend towards jealousy working on it, but given our history, not unreasonable in my opinion. His fixation on this has me in a tailspin. He says he wants to be with me, but keeps bringing the situation up. He also has some kind of resistance towards giving me validation if I ask for it. So frankly, I don't believe he's over it. I wonder what I'm doing here. I'm not worried that he'll go back to her, but more that I am not his first choice. But I can't control his thoughts or feelings or reactions to past situations that make him sad. And it's not super fair of me to expect him to squash his feelings to make me more comfortable. Ah, yes. And I forgot to mention, we're currently doing long distance and we're not even officially back together. My question is... Am I crazy for being so triggered by his feelings over his ex? Is it okay that I'm not able to help him process this? Is this continual need to bring it up blatant disrespect for me or transparency about his own feelings? Am I stuck in the past holding him to the same standards of his 19-year-old self who hurt me so badly? Is this work mine or his or both? And is there a way forward? And is it simply not possible to heal in what broke you? Thank you, the saddest of gals. Oh, saddest gal. Uh, I'm so sorry that you're feeling so sad about this. I'm also really sorry that you are 
in this like tailspin. And I love that metaphor because it does feel like when we get into these sort of places where we are feeling a thing and aren't sure if we should be feeling it and don't know how to talk about it and don't know what the answer is, like just like the spiraling, the slow descent into what feels like just like a bottomless pit of what's happening here. Um, and that is never a fun place to be. Um, so I'm, I'm really sorry that you're, you're feeling so, um, you're feeling so discombobulated by how your person partner question mark, uh, has been treating you and talking to you about this ex. Um, and you know, I think it's, uh, it can be hard enough to hear about our partner's exes. Uh, we we get letters about that all the time, uh, and I, we get letters and I know about that it's, just that. <laughs> yeah, just that, right? But then, in combination with all of the ambiguity, all of the past stuff that is also part of this relationship, I can imagine that it feels like um, it's just like one of a pile of things that is like weighing you down into this tailspin that you're currently on. So. Sierra and I want to hold you in how challenging this situation is. And we also want to offer some perspectives, some thoughts, uh, and some advice on how you can sort of handle this situation and, and what our perspective is on, on kind of what's going on here. Uh, but before that, we are going to take a quick break. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because <laughs> love it. <laughs> honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame 
and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. <laughs> Stop wasting yeah. you money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. (laughs) Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right. Welcome back, my darlings, and to my specific darling, saddest gal. Um, thank you so much for this letter. Uh, it brought up a lot of feelings for me. It was like a, it was like a, it was like a roller coaster read. You know, <laughs> y'all know, y'all know. Number one, I'm an emotional sap. Like I am the person who reaches out to their ex. You know, you I'm also married to my ex. Of you 10, are that 12, too. Yeah. You know, <laughs> twelve years between that. Um, I. I believe in growth and change. And then like the, the emotional roller coaster of like, you know, we're, we're maybe going to try this again and do it for real. And I was like, sweet, my wife and I did that. And then you're like, we didn't talk for 10 days and he doesn't affirm me. And I'm afraid that he's like hung up on other people and we're long distance. <laughs> and we're not together. And, yeah. <laughs> it was just like, it brought me, it was everywhere uh, in a good way, in, in like a very uh, spicy way. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, I see myself a lot in this episode, especially because, um, all right, ready, ready for Sam to drag me to hell and back. Um, I'm so excited. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I've alluded to this like on some Patreon. I've been like, I'm going to talk about my ex and you're like, you just like look at me in a funny way. Um, so I've actually been thinking about my ex who, who cheated on me, the one that I got, who I was with right before. Um, I got with my wife and right, you know, we broke up right before we started the podcast. So y'all know about this infamous person. Um, I've been thinking about him a lot because, uh, he's getting, he, he got married last month. Um, mm-hmm. actually don't know this for sure. Cause I don't regularly know his business, but I, I know it's happening sometime in that last month. But anyway, um, you know, I was thinking a lot about him and I had this sort of like middle of the night non-panic panic attack where I wasn't like, <laughs> I wasn't panicking, but I was like, what the fuck are these feelings? And they were feelings of like, oh my God, I miss this person. It was, they were more really like reflecting on time and love and what happens to love in 
love that changes shape or that like doesn't exist anymore. And like, forgive me, I'm, I'm a sucker, I'm sentimental and I'm a poet. So like, of course I think in this way, but like, I really was up in, in the night, like laying next to the, the greatest love of my life in, in a marriage that I'm incredibly happy and fulfilled in. And I was also thinking how strange it is, how odd it is that the two other biggest loves of my life are, are now married and moved on. And it wasn't, none of this was about longing. None of this was about like, oh my God, I want to be with them. It wasn't even about jealousy. I didn't feel jealous of those things. I'm honestly just sharing this because I couldn't get over in that moment, in like the stark darkness of like nighttime thoughts. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, the worst <laughs> type of thoughts. <laughs> yes. And when you're just like, wow, what the fuck is the universe and who am I? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I was truly thinking, I was truly struck by like, by wh- how wild, it, how surreal it is that I loved these people and that they were like the center of my universe once and now they're not and and that how that is okay but it will always be a little weird like i like my uh not the ex that i was talking about before but my other ex like the one person that i really thought i was going to marry you know thinking that we like lived in an apartment together that like our that 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 was the foundation of my life for so many years it's just surreal and honestly i'm sharing this with just break up because like i know a lot of you struggle with those feelings about your exes or about relationships that didn't work or didn't reach their potential or whatever. And I know that you all stay up at night and be like, what do these thoughts mean too? you know, or, and I, so I just wanted to voice some of them and say like, it's, it's perfectly normal. Like I told my wife about these feelings and she received them because, you know, because we have a secure, happy relationship um, that, it's okay to like look back on your life and that it's like a bittersweet surrealism to be like, okay, so that chapter of my life is over. That chapter of my love is over. And I think it was triggered because like the two other biggest loves of my life were again, officially married. Um, not that, not that it like closes the chapter or closes the door more, but it, it's symbolic in that way, you know? Um, Anyway, it's just, it's just surreal. Um, and a lot, you know, many times like our letter writer and, or me, uh, we feel these, some of these feelings and we're like, oh, does this mean we should be together? Does the, you know, it, it's, I, this is what I want to say unrelated to the letter, just like to our listeners. (laughs) Um, sometimes it feels weird to close a chapter just because life and time and perspective are weird, you know, because like the, I cannot believe I was with one of those great loves over 10 years ago. I can't believe it was a decade because part of me feels like it was yesterday. And part of me feels like it was a different life completely, you know, add to, add to the fact, you know, complicated feelings about love and, and, um, weird ownership feelings that we feel and, and our weird like loyalty to trying to make love work, even when it just absolutely doesn't work. You know, this is all to say, you know, reiterating that one of the number one just breakup isms, like love is complicated and nuanced and feelings are complicated and nuanced. And it doesn't always mean that you're doing something wrong with them or that something that you have to 
you have to do with them. You don't have to do anything with these feelings. You just have to sure. feel them sometimes. Yep. Yep. This is all to say, it makes sense why you reached out to your ex. I'm married to my ex. I am not against reaching out to your exes, <laughs> but it makes sense that you did put action behind those feelings. That's just like a long winded aside that like, you don't always have to put actions behind them. You can just feel them because like being a human is weird and being in a relationship is surreal. Make sense? No, absolutely. I, 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 I think that it's important to name some of those things because I think that we get lots of letters from folks who, who are like, I'm having this feeling and it must mean something profound about yeah. me. And it's like, yeah. no, I think it's just a feeling <laughs> that's coming up for oh, you. It's, about it's like, just, it's just bizarre that the yeah, my great loves are, are done fully gone. And that's okay because like, I love my life. I love my life. I love my wife. And also those chapters are, are over never to be revisited in any iteration of this lifetime. For sure. That's and those real. are feelings. Those are, yep. those are feelings. <laughs> yeah, no, anyway. absolutely. No. And I think like, I think to, to humanize also kind of like what your, your current partner went through, right. In, you know, that experience of being like, Oh, I, uh, somebody was talking about my ex and suddenly like a lot of feelings came up. Right. Like, I think that that's really normal, you know? And I think exactly to what Sierra said, right. Like that doesn't necessarily mean anything profound about him or his relationship. And right. Like I, I have had those feelings too, like ran into an ex a couple years ago with at a bar and he was with his boyfriend. And I was like, what is this feeling that is coming up? Right. Like it's not jealousy. It's what not like I wish. So some... <laughs> Absolutely. <That's> <laughs> uh, I was just like, what, what is this? And, and I, I don't even know that I could put words to like what that feeling was yeah. because it, it, I, I don't know what it was, but what I will say is that I didn't then go to Peter and talk to him about it after not talking to him for 10 days, which I think is like the difference between like, yeah, my, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's shift my, gears. Let's move yeah, away right. from like this, like, you know, life is surreal and like we have love that lives on outside of us. Let's move away from that poetic bullshit and get to the actual letter. <laughs> yeah. Like the brass tacks, like logistics of what is happening here. Uh, right. Because I think, yeah, you know, because like, that's a feeling for me to parse on my own or in partnership with people or even with Peter in like an appropriate setting, but like not after not communicating with well, him yeah, for 10 yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. Literally <laughs> you know my I mean? notes, my notes say, talk about my big loves. And then it says <laughs> that being said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause I really want to get context is important. You know, like yeah, the context said, of, there's, yeah, yeah, there's, <laughs> of what's there's, happening here. Let, I'm going to, again, starting off 2024, we're, we're apologizing, you know, we are mm, being present. Mm -hmm. And also I want to be a little blunt in this. Um, you, I think you are still moving in this relationship as though it is going to be with a different person. You're still, you're still, you're, you're still dating potential. Mm. I think that this man has grown it is inevitable that he's grown and healed and, and you are both accountable to your wounds and your growth. And like, this is not a one-sided thing to me. He is For not sure. the fuck up in this relationship. Neither of you are really, but I want to be explicit about saying like, if you're not, you're not dating, then, then you don't have any official parameters of your relationship. Um, you're long distance, which is fine. I've been long distance with every great love of my life. Um, 
And, but, but you can't in, in the same breath, you can't tell me you're going to be in it for real. It's going to be really great. And then in the next sentence, in the same breath say, and then we didn't talk for 10 days because we were having a hard patch. Like to me that just, I don't know what the hard patch was. That tells me that there's still so much pain and mistrust that you both are shaping this new relationship around. And it, if you want to be with this person again, let me tell you this as somebody who has, you know, my ex who's, who just recently got married, the one that I started talking about, like we dated early on, broke up, disconnected for six years, and then we reconnected. Yep. Don't get me wrong. He did cheat on me multiple times in both relationships. <laughs> but the second relationship, I was really clinging to the wounds that he had instilled in the first one. And so I yeah. never fully trusted him. I never fully had a positive view of who this person was. Um, and it, it just tells me like something's going on where you, both of you aren't in it. You know, you're not, you're not in it presently as who you are right now in this moment. For sure. Um, I also want to say that I love what Sam said about him processing his feelings you know, about like hearing about an ex, you know, whatnot and how like maybe you shouldn't be the recipient. But but I do want to point out like explicitly he is allowed to have an emotional response to something. And that mm -hmm. to me, that is a sign of tr growth, even yep. bringing it to you, even if it was like misplaced or ill received is a sign of emotional growth to me because he's that he's not being reclusive. He's not internalizing all of this. He's saying like, wow, that brought up some feelings for me. And I, I felt taken advantage of in this last relationship, like mm. any person talking about their past relationship in a way in which they can like point out where it, it, it was, you know, where it staggered, where it, or excuse me, um, where it hurt, where it went wrong, where it failed, where it went well. Like that's, that is emotional intelligence in action for me. Sure. And also you might not be the recipient of it. Like Sam said, there's also like a, another level of growth in that where like maybe he shouldn't have broken some weird silent thing that you guys are doing to tell yeah. you that he's like hurt over his ex. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why it, like, that's why it hits different for me than just like, like, I think you're absolutely right. I think when people, when people tell me about like, oh, I'm doing some, some self-reflection about stuff in my past, like it can be hard to hear, but it feels like, oh, I feel like I'm getting a better understanding of you and that makes me feel closer to you. It's like, you tell you told us that you took this break because you were, quote, applying too much pressure, whatever that means, <laughs> and that, you know, he needed to, to, he needed space to like figure this out. And then the first thing that he does when he calls you is to like, demand sympathy for you, right? Like I'm going through a thing. So like, come and help me with it, which seems like the pattern that y'all were in the first time that you dated, right? Where he would use his mental health to extract sympathy from you in ways that you didn't want to give it to him. And so like, as I'm reading this letter, I don't think that this is necessarily even about like what you're feeling about the fact that he has feelings about his ex, right? Like, I think that you're in a place where you are totally unmoored because of the patterns that you're falling into, right? Like 
you've been deciding if you want to date each other for five months now, right? Like that's a long time, right? You've gone 10 days without talking because you applied too much pressure, which I'm going to assume was you trying to get him to decide whether or not he was going to date you, right? And he was like, I need space from you. And I'm in a, I'm in a dark place. So I can't tell you about that, right? Like this pattern of behavior that you are in around like the ways that you are, you are never in a place of stability, right? You're always in a place where you're questioning everything. Are we together? Are we not together? How are we moving forward? Are we not moving forward? Have we grown? Have we not grown? Right? Like this like constant sort of uncertainty is always present. So like even this thing around like an ex coming up in conversation where you would be like, yes, normally this would make me feel jealous. It's like, yeah. And you're doing it in a place where like everything around you is unstable, right? You're, it's much easier to like tackle our jealousy issues when we feel like everything else is kind of like in place around us. Right. If you were in this relationship and you were like, he's wonderful. We've been together for five months. We talk on the phone every day, you know, we're long distance, but we make sure to see each other. Like we give each other gifts, like everything we talk about stuff when it comes up, like everything's really helpful. And he talks about his ex and I have some feelings about this. I would be like, okay, well then let's talk about jealousy here. Right. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like it sounds like things are going really well. What is, but like the issue here, I don't think is the jealousy piece. It's like all of the context that you offered us where it's like relationships don't flourish in these types of situations, right? Like with these particular parameters around them, of course, you're going to have a hard time understanding how to manage your jealousy, right? Because like everything is up in the air. And I, I, everything about how this is going is like, is concerning to me. <laughs> like that's, that's it, like the long it and short of it. Like, to I, me it's too. Like, it, if you were my friend and you were like, too. this is how it's going. I would be like, um, are you happy with this? Because yeah. I don't think that you are right. Like you, I understand that like when it's good, it's good, but it sounds like it's not good very much of the time. Right. It sounds like you've been together for five months and, and every so often you don't talk for 10 days, right? Like, and you're not together and you haven't decided. And when you ask him or when you pressure him, I'm putting or air quotes up, like when you pressure him into being in relationship with you, he withdraws and is like, I can't be with you until he needs something from you, right? Until he needs kindness and sympathy and support for something that he's going through. Like it's really possible for us to use our, self-reflection and our self-awareness as a weapon to extract sympathy from other people, right? Like that is something that we are all capable of. And I don't know if that's what he's doing here, but if I were in a similar situation, I don't know that I would be sitting there thinking like, how do I get over these feelings of jealousy? I would be pissed that this man hasn't talked to me for 10 days. And the first thing that he does is call me and ask and tell me about how he's like having a lot of feelings about his ex, right? Like no, no, no. That's not how relationships work. You don't just show up after 10 days and then try to extract sympathy from me. (laughs) Like I, it would be, it would be hard for me to find empathy for what he's going through in the same way that you are, but instead you're internalizing it as like, oh, I should have more empathy as opposed to being like, oh, I'm not experiencing empathy for this person. Maybe it's because they don't deserve it from me at this moment. (laughs) Sam Blackwell. Um, I, I know that we're kind of like going in on this and I'm about to do it even more just because of my (laughs) personal attachment to this letter. Um, but I want to say like, 
I know this is a product of a lot of things. We, I, you know, do I think this relationship is toxic or, you know, unhealthy? I have no idea. Probably not. And also, I know that one of the things that makes our relationships the most toxic is when we are trying to fulfill a vision that we have for them. It's when we're trying to take what that discomfort that I talked about at the beginning of the episode, the idea that it is 100% possible in this lifetime to love someone fully and to see the potential in them, to, to see a life with them and to never touch that life. Like that's uncomfortable. Like that's what keeps us up at night. That's what makes us text our exes after a decade is this, really uncomfortable but true reality that like we can't always live all of the lives that we have imagined you know we can't always see the best of somebody that we loved that won't be in our access like we won't be able to access that in our lifetime and isn't that wild like isn't that wild that it just won't be fulfilled like I know that that's so bizarre but um in closing, I just want to like share a little bit about my like most recent relationship before my marriage. I know I've said this before on previous episodes, probably on this one too, but you know, my boyfriend, uh, that cheated on me a ton and dumped me before we started this podcast (laughs) that I've made a billion jokes about, Uh um, you know, he was somebody who was in my life years earlier And we had this like magical, intense connection, you know, and then we had to, I like cut him out of my life because of some salacious, dramatic, toxic shit that went down. Uh, And I didn't see him for like, I don't know, five or six years or something like that. And he came back into my, like flitted back into my life magically, like sought me out when he was uh, in my city and I, it was, I was just at the right time in my life to be open to seeing him again. And I have to admit, like, it felt so kismet. It felt so magical. It felt like, oh my God, we have an opportunity to do this again. I was never fully in it because I couldn't let go of the pain of who he was before. I was like, you have to prove to me that you're not that person anymore, right? instead of just like accepting that he was telling me he wasn't the same person anymore. So I was never fully in it. And he, he was never acting like the person that I wanted him to be, you know, there was like lying and more cheating, but I was so like overcome with the opportunity to do it again that like, Oh my God, this has to, this has to mean something because we're back in each other's lives you know, as though, as though I didn't like make those exact <laughs> decisions to bring them back in my, as though it wasn't like a making of my own creation, you know? Uh, <laughs> uh, but I just wanted to, I want to say to you, I know what it feels like to want uh, so deeply for something to work more than that thing is actually working. Um and I, and I want to say it's possible to have those feelings and to feel like the magical potential of a reconnection and have that reconnection not live up to what it really needs to be to be sustainable. And that's painful. It was one of the most heartbreaking lessons that took me a year to learn. 
And it took me him dumping me (laughs) to finally (laughs) let go and be like, oh, my God, that was never it was never working. It never was what it promised to be. Um, it, we, we, and, and honestly, like part of the heartbreak, part of the healing process was letting go of the vision I had for us, letting go of like what I thought was like this magical reconnection. Um, and I promise Sam and I are not like intentionally shitting on this connection. We know, we know it feels magic. We know you, we know what that hope feels like and how real it is and how it lives in your body. And it's, it's like an aching hope. And also we want you to be happy. We want your life to be filled with consistency and sustainability and desire and clarity and communication. And it doesn't seem like you're getting it from this person. It seems like you're still grasping for that potential. And so unless there's a way to bridge that gap, unless there's a way for you to say, this is what I need this is what I can give you. And to have him meet you there fully in that moment, then I don't know if this is where, if this is worth putting your energy in longer. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. Cause I, I know that this man has made you feel a lot of things over the course of your time knowing him. And also, right. Our feelings aren't some sort of like divine storyteller who's infallible, right? Our feelings are, our reactions, our responses to things, and not all feelings are made equal, right? So the feelings of support and the feelings of stability and reciprocal love, right? Those are often more important in terms of a relationship than just like general, like desire or hopefulness or whatever it is that you're feeling for him in this moment. So I want you to really take stock, not just of like how you have felt about this person over the course of the last seven years, but also how this person has showed up for you and how he's showing up for you in this moment. Cause it sounds like that isn't what's happening. Uh, so So we want you to to not just live off of hope, but to also live off of happiness and connection and reciprocal love and, and ask yourself, am I only getting hope or am I getting all of those other things that are sort of the foundation of relationships that are going to be successful, that are going to be nurturing and not just about how am I clinging to the very, the very baseline of what I want from this person. Exactly. All right, my darling, we know this is difficult. We know your your heart is confused right now. Um, and we hope that this brings some clarity and help. Absolutely. Thank you for writing. We love you. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, if you would like more content from us or if you would like access to our monthly office hours, which is when we hop on Zoom with a bunch of people who are patrons and shoot the shit and answer questions. And it's a really good time. Uh, you can support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you get access to additional bonus weekly episodes, as well as access to that office hours. We're trying to get 100 new patrons this month in January, uh, in order to make this podcast sustainable for me and Sierra. We love being mostly community funded. That's really important to us. Uh, and we're trying to make sure that we have enough folks who are giving us money to make this podcast a success. So please consider supporting us on Patreon. It's $5 a month, patreon.com slash just break up pod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship meme, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart 
at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing, all magical things um, by our good friend, Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his podcast uh, and his music. And remember, unfulfilled potential unfortunately, sometimes needs to stay as that. As much as it feels like a journey that we want to finish or an itch that we want to scratch or an ending that we know could happen, part of healing from the unfinished is accepting that it will always be that. And that discomfort is okay. That discomfort is a part of life. And if all else fails, just break up.